Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast, episode 54. I am Steve Heinrich, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey through design and technology and where they meet, plus other tidbits I find interesting. This is being recorded and released on Thursday, January 31st, 2019, last day of January. Coming up on February already. Crazy, crazy. Anyway, visit pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and social links if you want to follow along with everything I'm talking about today as far as links go. So, And you can also find the all of the social links there if you want to get in contact or leave feedback. There is a comment section on the show notes page or you can connect via MeWe, Google Plus, or Twitter. Those are where I post new episodes if you want to follow along there as well. So it's always appreciated. Any feedback, as always, is appreciated. So let's dive into my weekly notes, feedback, and links. And that'll pretty much be it this week. I've got a ton of notes <laughs> to go over, so there's not really much in the way of a main section this week. I just thought I'd uh, put together a bunch of, a few, uh, re- you know, reports or updates on certain things and then also just uh, share some links and, and things like that that I that I have for this week. But I just want to start by saying thank you for the feedback that I received after the last episode. And actually, this first one, I just I forgot last time to say thank you to my dad, who actually texted me after my my one year episode. And I forgot to mention it on episode 53. So thank you, dad, for texting and feeding back and and sending out a congratulations on that. I really appreciate it. And I also, after the last episode, I want to say thank you to Guillermo Ortiz for leaving feedback on MeWe after, like I said, on episode 53. So he said, if you can actually stick with the G6 through the whole year as your daily driver, I'll be very impressed as I find it very hard not to get tempted by a good deal, even on PSC classifieds. (laughs) Yeah, and I, I responded that I'm sure I'll be tempted at some point uh, there's a lot of deals out there that I am constantly finding and looking at, and and it, you know it's going to be hard to keep the G6 as my daily driver for for the rest of 2019. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try, and there's a, a section coming up here that'll hopefully help me help me maintain that. But thank you to Guillermo for reaching out. Oh, and he also said on a side note that he knows a lot of people who wear just one earphone while listening to music and using the other ear to listen to a conversation that one fake AirPod could work for them. And yeah, that he's referring to that the fake AirPod or the knockoff AirPod that I talked about on the last episode that I got for free with uh, one of my purchases, the, the LG G6 battery case came with it. And I, I think I had said that it probably I'm, I didn't quite understand why if or it wouldn't be a good experience necessarily if to have just one headphone. But uh, apparently there are people that will do that. And fair enough. So good. Good on them. And thank you again to Guillermo for the feedback. And then I also want to say thanks to Kyle Helms for reaching out via Twitter direct message and suggesting the Alienware Area 51M. (laughs) This is actually, I think this came out at CES, this laptop that he's talking about here, because I mentioned last time that I was looking at at laptops. And so he suggested this Area 51M by Alienware, which is a Dell product, I believe. But this is, I'll put a link to the Verge article about this laptop, but it's actually a really interesting laptop because it is upgradable in so many ways you can literally put in a new graphics card or cpu 
And so, yeah, it's kind of a crazy gaming laptop that is offers a lot of upgradability and it looks kind of weird and kind of cool. I mean, I, I don't really like going. I don't necessarily want to go the gaming laptop route, but the, the Alienware, is, it is tempting in a way because it, it has so much. Uh, you can get at everything, you know, you can upgrade everything. It's going to last a long time. If you well, I mean, if you can find the and and they make the parts for it in the future. So, yeah, thanks to Kyle for reaching out on that and check the show notes for the link to that a little bit more about the Alienware Area 51 M laptop. Definitely looks like an interesting little little not little. It's a very specked out, very nice laptop. And like I said, I think that was at CES. But either way, check that out in the show notes. And thanks to everybody for leaving feedback again. Always appreciate it. Love the love getting the feedback. So if again, you can go to pixelswim.com and find there's all sorts of ways to leave feedback. There's even an email form on there if you are so inclined. Okay, so the next order of business is that I want to announce the winner of the merch giveaway, the Pixel Swim merchandise giveaway. So I set this uh, giveaway up after my one year or on my one year episode. I decided to have a sort of raffle to raffle off one item of your choice from the Pixel Swim Teespring store for the which contains all of the Pixel Swim merchandise, which I think I've mostly purchased myself, to be honest. I'll, I'll go over that another day, what I got off of there. But either way, I actually had five entries. Thank you to everybody who entered. There was five five different people who entered. So compared to the last time I did a giveaway, which was for that Amazon Echo Dot which had one person, <laughs> which was an easy giveaway. And so this time I had five people. So that's a new record for me. But either way, thank you to everybody who entered. And I just want to say that the winner is, and I don't have an app like Ted Salmon does, so there's no drum roll. <laughs> I just want to say congrats to Keith Bartlett, who is the randomly selected winner out of five. So you had a one in five chance. Your one in five turned into a win. So congratulations to Keith. I'll be in contact with you, Keith, after this. After I release this episode, I'll send out an email to you, kind of getting all the necessary info to get one item of your choice off the pixel swim store so again that i appreciate everybody who entered and i'll probably at some point do this in the future this giveaway because i it's just kind of <laughs> it's just kind of fun i don't do it to to get like extra followers on twitter or anything like that i literally just you just had to type in anything into the text box and submit it and that's it. And I appreciate all the kind messages of the people who did enter text in there. So with that in mind, uh, again, congrats, Keith, on that. And with that in mind, like I was saying, there are still coupons that you can use on the Teespring store, the Pixel Swim Teespring store. There's the coupon code PIXEL, P-I-X-E-L, for $3 off one of the items in the store. Or there is the code Godspeed, all one word, G-O-D-S-P-E-E-D. If you live in the U.S., you'll get free shipping with that code. So those are still set up. I think I set those up when I first set up the merchandise store just to, you know, throw a little extra discount for the for listeners. So uh, it's always appreciated. Anything that you can, if you purchase anything there, I get, you know, a little bit of profit on each one. And I think I mentioned last time I'm looking for that a new microphone, and I'll definitely put it towards that. 
because I haven't found one yet. So <laughs> yeah, anything that, that, you know, there's hosting costs, there's things that go along with this. And yeah, it's a hobby. So I don't mind spending, you know, a little bit to keep it going because it's fun for me. So yeah, thanks again. And congrats again, Keith Bartlett, you are the winner. So again, I'll be in contact. And thanks again, everybody. Okay, so the next thing on the docket here is that I just wanted to report back on my Marshall Major 2 Bluetooth headphones. So these I ordered, I think, after Christmas and got them shortly thereafter that. And so I've had them for about a month now, I would suppose it is. And I just wanted to report back on them because I don't want to forget about them. <laughs> I think one of my episodes near the end of the year was kind of getting back up to date and and making sure that I touched on things that I had talked about in the past. So I just, you know, while I'm using them, I'm going to try and report back on how things are going. So the first thing to note on these Marshall Major 2 Bluetooth headphones, and there's a link to those in the description of the episode here if you want to see what those are, if you missed, missed uh, me talking about those. But either way... The battery life, which it touted 30 or so hours of battery life, and so far I can say that it live that 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 lives up to the specs. Uh, I hadn't charged it. I think I charged it when I originally got them, and then I charged it a little. Uh, I didn't really let it drain very much, and then I charged it again a couple of days later. But then I didn't charge it for about two weeks. I didn't charge the pair of headphones for about two weeks. And then I just there's no battery indicator on Android for these. So it doesn't report its battery percentage, apparently. And so I'm not sure what the percentage is left on them. But I can say that I went two weeks with using them every single day for at least a couple hours. The battery life definitely is very, very good on them. And yeah, so they live up to the specs as far as that goes. And the one thing about them, too, to continue on is that I am curious how they'll fare in the summertime because they do get a little bit warm when you're wearing them. They are over the ear headphones and they sound really good, but they do get a little bit warm. And the thing, too, is that it's been really cold here lately here in Valparaiso, Indiana, which is around right near Chicago. And so we've got kind of our polar vortex going on right now. So that and I posted this on the MIUI PSC group chat, uh, you know, like a screenshot of the temperature. And uh, here it's 18 degrees Fahrenheit, but it you know, that would make it minus or I'm sorry, minus 18 degrees Fahrenheit. And then it would be minus 28 degrees Celsius or centigrade, whichever you want to <laughs> whichever you want to say, which and the wind chill was actually at minus 36 degrees Celsius. So it's been very, very cold, <laughs> very cold here. And I'm sorry if there's actually any vent noise in the background because I cannot turn the heater down for this recording because otherwise we might freeze ourselves out of the house here. We haven't left really in a couple of days. But anyway, getting back to the Marshall headphones, they do. They, it's nice that they're warm right now because it is so cold out. It actually adds a little level of comfort, the fact that they're warm. But I'm worried when the summer rolls around that they'll be a little bit too warm to wear for extended periods of time, but we'll see how they go during the summer and hopefully, because I do sweat <laughs> quite a bit, so that could be a, an issue if if they if they are too warm on the head and I probably don't, I don't know if I'll be able to, to use them extensively like I might want to, but I mean, it's not a huge deal, 
but something to keep in mind. Like I said, I don't want to get short sighted and say, yeah, they, they're not super hot. They don't get too warm because right now it's freezing cold out and uh, the warm is actually it's actually quite comforting. So <laughs> anyway, also with these headphones, there is a bit of interference sound, that kind of low screech and fuzz sound <laughs> of the Bluetooth headphones, which I'm not a fan of because there's a lot of interference things that I'm potentially interfering with them around here. I live in, you know, a pretty condensed res- residential area here. And so there's potentially just interfering bands and and things that are creating the the interference sound in the headphones at low volume so it's 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 noticeable a little bit but it's not too bad and during podcasts it can be a little bit more noticeable if i'm listening to a podcast because of the voice and the pauses are you know quite more are more frequent during a podcast so it's a little easier to notice but Overall, outside of that, that I kind of expect that with with Bluetooth headphones. So, but overall, I'm very happy with these Marshall Major Two Bluetooth headphones, and I'm you know I'm not like sending them back or anything like that. I think for uh, they're just a really nice pair of headphones. And the weird thing too about having Bluetooth headphones because I haven't really used a pair extensively of of Bluetooth headphones extensively is that I actually have (laughs) like a phantom wire syndrome while I'm wearing them because when I wear wear my JVC headphones, which are a wired set of headphones, they actually I'd actually play with the wire, you know, under my chin kind of a thing. And I find myself kind of always accommodating like mentally accommodating for a wire (laughs) being connected to the headphones. And so it's kind of strange to be able to get up and walk around and do everything because I'm so used to having to accommodate for that wire. And it's it's a good thing, you know, of course, because you're more you know free from your device and you can walk around the house and not have to worry about everything and not worry about your phone being dragged off the bed with you when you get up kind of a thing. But uh, yeah, so I would like I said, I call it kind of a phantom wire syndrome, <laughs> like you've heard of if you've heard of phantom limb syndrome, when someone has a limb removed, sometimes they can still feel it there. And I know that's kind of a bad way to compare it. But honestly, I don't know how else to compare. That's probably the closest analogy I could think of. But either way, again, I just wanted to report back on those Marshall 2 major two Bluetooth headphones and just let everybody know how they're going because I'm enjoying them so far. And I if I run into any sort of other issues with them or anything like that, I will report back on them again because that's one of the things I'm going to try and do more often is report back on things. And that actually brings me into my next thing, which I'm going to try to do every week because I think it's going to help me stick with my LG G6 is I'm going to do an LG G6 weekly report. And so basically what this is, is just going over any sort of experiences that I've had over the week with my LG G6. And hopefully that will help keep me accountable and help me stick with the device and not just kick it out the door and get another one if I have a, an accountability of, of reporting back on it. So let's dive into just a few bullet points this week for my LG G6 weekly report. Maybe I need a jingle for that. <laughs> Probably not. Hopefully not. But who knows? Anyway, um, it I am back using the Cruiser Light Bug Droid case with the LG G6. I previously had the Ring Key TPU case on there that I reported back on, I think, last week. 
that I had received, and that's the one that had the port covers on it. And honestly, those port covers were kind of the reason that I stopped using it. Um, it, it has a cover on the headphone jack and the USB-C input, and it I just found myself not really liking that because they're, they're not super easy to get out of the port. Not that they're difficult, but the, it's not a, a seamless thing. And so it started to get a little bit annoying trying to take the flaps out of the ports and then, you know, plug in whatever I needed, especially with charging and a few times with headphones. Yeah, I'm back on that cruiser, that black cruiser light bug droid case. And you'd be I actually you might be like, well, you're using those those Marshall Bluetooth headphones. Why do you need to plug in any headphones anymore? Well, I still keep some earbud headphones and I still got those JVC headphones that I like to plug in. And also a big thing is, is that when I'm watching the Roku on the TV, you can plug in the headphones into the phone and use the Roku app to to channel the audio to the device. And so and I actually did try the Marshall Bluetooth headphones with that, where you can use Bluetooth headphones to channel the Roku's audio using your your Android or iOS device. But there is late. There's a lot more latency with the Bluetooth headphones. So if you plug in wired headphones, there's almost zero latency and, and unnoticeable at least at the very least. So that would be a reason why I've been plugging in headphones to channel the Roku sound through the Roku app. So anyway, back onto the the G6 here is it actually got the January security update. So it is still getting updates, mostly just security. I don't see them actually doing any sort of OS updates necessarily on this device. So it's still running 8.0.0, but it does have January security. So that is a good and positive thing. <laughs> but And also this week, I used the OneDrive app on the G6 with the, the good cameras on there to collect and, and take pictures and share uh, my tax documents with our tax preparer here in the U.S. because after January 1st, you start to get together all of your tax information and and uh, to do your taxes. Well, at least I do. I like to get those taxes done as soon as I can. I don't like waiting till April 15th or April 14th to try and put something together. And we actually use a we have a person who's a friend of the family who does our taxes for us. She does a great job. So we go to her every year. We don't do any services. So I have used those tax service online tax services here in the US before. Um, I think right the in the few years before I got married, I would do those online tax things. And yeah, it's pretty straightforward, but I'm pretty sure I missed a lot of stuff and probably didn't get my full tax return. But Either way, I've been using that OneDrive app on the G6 to to collect all that stuff, and it's easy to share it and and protect it. And and yeah, it's been good. That's been your LG G6 weekly report. Dun dun dun. Okay, that <laughs> I'll try not to do that anymore. But either way, hopefully that'll keep me accountable in using the G6 because it's been a great device. All right, moving on to the next point here, talking about phones, I'm talking about the G6. I'm actually this is for my wife. I'm really starting to look for an Xperia XZ1 Compact, XZ, <laughs> XZ1, whatever you want to call it, Compact for my wife. And so this past week, actually, we sat down and looked at all the different color options because there is a 
black one, there's a blue one, and a pink one, and a silver slash white one. And so we determined that she would like the silver slash white one. So it's like a silvery white version of that XZ1 compact. And so I actually did order a rinky case for her from Amazon. And I'll put a link to that case in the description for the XZ1 compact. And so I'll be keeping an eye on eBay and Swappa to see if I can find the white version of that phone. There is some on eBay, but they're, the prices are a little bit higher than I want to go right at the moment. But uh, I think eventually I'll, I may just go with those or at least, you know, go with one of those on eBay. But And I, I discovered there's quite a few model numbers out there for the XZ1 Compact. So there's obviously there's, you know, different versions for different markets in the world. And I kind of think I have it narrowed down to the one that is the U.S. variant. But there's also a website that I found called Expiracheck, which if you go on there, it has all, all of the firmware, or at least it has a lot of the firmware, to flash on your Xperia devices and the XZ1 Compact is actually on there and there is a US variant because I've also found that you can flash the US firmware on the the Compact if you have an international version of the phone you can still flash that firmware on there and it's supposed to to work just fine so yeah I'll put a, a link to XperiaCheck.com in the show notes I'm not sure how to flash that stuff on there but that I'll figure all that out after we get a device in and and see if it's necessary or not. But yeah, so my the hunt for the Xperia XZ1 Compact XZ1 Compact for my wife is underway. So if you if anybody comes across any sort of legitimate good deals on the white version, uh, uh, send them my way. That would be much appreciated. Okay, so I've got a bunch of links here just that I want to share real quick. You can find all of these in the show notes. I'm not going to necessarily go through and read <laughs> some of them like I have in the past. So uh, the first one is on a site called glitch.me, which glitch is actually, I believe, a site. I had to look a little bit more into what glitch actually is, but it's a site where you can build and create different web things. And on there, they have a somebody created a sort of a quiz type thing where you have to guess the price of a domain name uh, between two different domain names that they display. You choose which one you think is the higher priced domain name as far as purchasing it. And it's kind of funny to to play and to kind of guess at what, you know, is a more valuable domain than another one. And these are some higher price domains that, you know, I saw some on there and upwards of $4,000 for the domain name. So it's just kind of a fun little thing to click through and try and see if you, you know, understand if you kind of understand how domain names work. Obviously, more common words are are very valuable. <laughs> That's kind of a, a small hint. But Either way, check that out, that link out in the show notes. It's domainprice.slashpricing.glitch.me. But either way, just thought I'd share that because I thought it was kind of fun. And if you're into domain names and and maybe want to give it a go, but either way. And then the second link that I want to share is on a website called arun.is. And this basically is, if you've seen that 10-year challenge thing that's been going around on social media where you know people take a show a picture of themselves from 10 years ago and then another picture of themselves now you know the 10 year challenge which actually i think had 
some sort of implications behind it that some they were harvesting the data for AI or something to that effect. But either way, they this this link that I'm putting isn't isn't that necessarily. They just put together images of websites from 10 years ago and webs and as they and then as they are now. So they have websites like Google and YouTube and Amazon and Facebook and Reddit and Wikipedia. And this is all stuff that you could essentially go back and look at the the Wayback Machine probably to find some of these things out. But this is just a nice article that kind of puts them all together. So you can see the different uh, how different some websites are from 10 years ago. And some of them actually aren't that different. And you can you can see a lot of similarities because 10 years ago, honestly, wasn't like the early days of the web. So there's, you know, some of these sites are actually halfway decent 10 years ago. But uh, just have a click through to kind of see the evolution over time of uh, websites and the, the 10 year challenge. All right. So the next link that I'm going to share is to an article on all about Windows Phone called Microsoft Fixes Windows 10 Mobile Store Usability and Cosmetic Issues. And I thought I wanted to share this because if you use Windows 10 Mobile and you have an up to date Windows 10 Mobile device like a Lumia 950 or X50 XL or an Idle 4S or 4 Pro rather, you know that the store the Microsoft Store where you get all your apps and games and etc. was kind of broken visually because they had mashed up the the status bar at the top and with some of the UI elements in the, the app store. So like the hamburger menu is under the status indicators and etc. on the top. So it was clearly they had forgotten about Windows 10 mobile, but now it's fixed. And so you can read through and see examples of what it was before and what it is now on all about Windows Phone. So yeah, as soon as I saw that, I was <laughs> I probably got a little bit more excited than I should have because I didn't expect them to actually fix that that issue. So I immediately updated my 950 and my Lumia 950 and my Alcatel Idol 4S, I updated the store app on both of those. They had the update there. So it was uh, nice to see that they <laughs> that there's a fix for that because it was kind of it was one of those. If you think Windows Phone is dead, then th that was that cosmetic issue was kind of a small example of how abandoned it felt <laughs> but the fact that they fixed it was really nice but either way link through to steve litchfield's article on aawp about that all right so the next couple links are on you can file them under this week in invading your privacy news <laughs> and thanks to kyle helms for sending both of these to me these are both on techcrunch.com and these are, you know, these were pretty widely reported as well. I had heard about these before before seeing these links. But either way, the the first one is called the Facebook pays teens to install VPN that spies on them. <laughs> and I'll file that under, of course they did. And then the second article is called Google will stop peddling a data collector through Apple's back door. So they also had some sort of APN app that got installed second. I don't know exactly how it worked, but either way, they went around Apple's policies to put an app, you know, to, to have users install an app that would track all of 
like all of their data because obviously if these are VPN apps that Google and Facebook are using, then all traffic gets routed through it so they can see even more data <laughs> about you. So and it's if and with the Facebook paying teens to to track all their data, it's like I said, of course they did. You know, I mean, that's some valuable data, a valuable market that they they want more data on. So I'll spare you the gritty details. You can go to the show notes and read both of those TechCrunch articles. I believe that the Facebook one broke first and then the Google one thereafter. But either way, uh, interesting reads. And like I said, thanks, Kyle, for sharing those and kind of putting more detail on what exactly was going on. And that'll wrap up this week in invading your privacy. <laughs> Uh, anyway, those are all the links for this week. Uh, if you, like I said, check out the show notes if you want to click through and read some of those or try out that domain game. <laughs> but either way, yeah, check out the show notes for those. All right, so another note that I want to share here is actually kind of a, a note on my freelance work is I actually am starting to work on the 35th Chicago Latino Film Festival. <laughs> so I'm working on that again this year. That's something that I worked on last year as well, the 34th one. And so I will be doing a lot of the marketing materials for that. There's a big old program book and schedule book and 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 banners and ads and 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 a bunch of stuff for that. And then also some website work for that as well. And surprisingly, it's actually a lot of the work that I do on that festival is working with Excel spreadsheets. So basically, they have a lot of the film data that I will have to kind of merge into an InDesign document because, they, you know, there's a lot of different films and they all kind of get formatted the same way. So InDesign offers a data merge, which is very similar to the mail merge in Microsoft Word. I mean, it's a lot more a lot more nuance to it as far as the layout and, and things go. But usually when I get this, the Excel spreadsheets uh, from the, the festival people, they there will be, you know, they're, they're not formatted or cleaned up uh, fully, you know. So there there's actually it's it's kind of crazy because there's actually some hidden characters <laughs> scattered in certain cells throughout the spreadsheet. That will just absolutely break everything when I'm merging all of the data into InDesign. And for a couple of years, I didn't know, like, other than manually going in and, you know, finding where things broke, I didn't really know a, a quick way to, to fix those things. And so last year, I finally got my, my head right and started looking for a better solution to kind of sanitize and format that those spreadsheets as they come in. Because there were, like I said, there were some hidden characters that I could not even see, you know, physically see in the the spreadsheet and not even in like a CSV format where I'd open it up in notepad. You literally cannot see these these characters that are there. And so, like I said, I got my head on right and found some I actually found two really great tools for for formatting the data in spread in Excel spreadsheets. And you may have heard of some of these. I've come across them a lot in the past, but I finally kind of decided to to purchase them and and save and save myself some time. And I'm so glad that I did. But the first one is called and this is a one that kind of solved that that problem of the hidden characters is Q tools or Q tools. I don't know how you pronounce it. K U tools. And that actually 
offers all of all of both of these tools offer a lot of functionality on top of Excel. So they add kind of two extra function tabs in the top of the of Excel itself. And so KuTools actually has a an option in in there to remove all non-printing characters. And this is what what cleaned up all of those hidden characters that I could not, you know, that I had to manually go through and find and delete. And so this essentially kind of sanitized all of those out of there. And then there's other tools in KuTools that make doing things in Excel just a lot, a lot easier. So but the other the other tool that I use that I bought for Excel is actually called AbleBits. And it comes with a couple of different. This one has a lot of tools that it adds on to Excel. So it actually adds an AbleBits data tab and an AbleBits tools tab. And so really, this is I didn't use this so much for the film festival, but I actually used uh, a lot of it for for my work where I deal with a lot of different part numbers. And so basically, there's a huge section of where you can merge two tables, you can combine sheets, you can merge duplicates, you can consolidate sheets, you can merge and, and do a lot of different things like that, which is a huge help when you have kind of two spreadsheets with a column that is the same, you know, has the same like a part number kind of a thing where it's like the key column. In, in your spreadsheet and you can you can do a lot of different things uh, as far as merging two spreadsheets which is really helpful if say if you have a spreadsheet of part numbers and descriptions and you want to you know merge it into another spreadsheet that has those same part numbers and some other data or something like that but yeah I'll, I'll put a link to both the Q tools and AbleBits extensions for Excel in the show notes if you want to check these out they're super handy they're so worth the money <laughs> they will save you a lot of time if you deal a lot in trying to format data in Excel or you try to com combine data and stuff like that they are very worth the money and so they saved me a lot they save me a lot of time and they you know they do things that are in a graphical interface you know, I'm sure there's ways to do these things and, you know, with some sort of code or something like that. But these provide a quick graphical interface to to clean up all of that Excel data. And, and I'm looking forward to to saving even more time this year because, you know, obviously when you're researching and having to find these tools, you're using, you know, you're it's taking up a lot of time to figure out how to use to find the tool and how to use it. So there's that time. But this year, I'll be able to just use the tool. And so that's going to save me a lot of time hours even, honestly. So yeah, so I'm looking forward to working on the film festival again this year. And it should be like I said, should be able to save some time. But that's, you know, where the you know time or knowledge that I that I bring into a project so is being able to find great tools like these and obviously the speed at which I can get the project done is worth a lot so all right so the last note that I have here is probably a little bit US centric but it is in regards to the Super Bowl that is going on this weekend. I'm really looking forward to this. I like the uh, watching the Super Bowl every year. I, I know it's kind of a big, you know, corporatized event. And it's just 
capitalism at its peak and that kind of thing. But I I really enjoy watching it because I think it's a, a fun event. And and I like I was saying it's US centric, but I think I had heard uh, Guillermo Ortiz on his uh, Tech Surge podcast say that he he follows the NFL and he's over in in China right now. I think he's from Spain originally. So it's, you know, the the NFL's trying their, their damnedest to go global. Uh, I know they have games in London now uh, a few times a year or something like that. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if it expands. But either way, the Super Bowl is this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not sure who I'm rooting for. Usually when I don't know, I'll just kind of feel out the game at the beginning and then pick a team. You know, usually I go for the underdog, but uh, it's hard not to have respect for what the Patriots have done. But and, and, you know, who knows how much longer they have, but we'll see. Should be a good game either way. And I think and to, to kind of tie that back into to technology and mobile technology is there actually saw that Mint Mobile is going to have a commercial during the Super Bowl this year. And if you know anything about the Super Bowl, those commercial spots are not cheap. So Mint is taking the money that I gave them and <laughs> and spending it directly on a Super Bowl commercial. So we'll see how that goes. They've been they kind of have a weird ad campaign going where they talk about, you know, that where essentially it's saying that isn't right kind of a thing as far as like a, a weird situation like a carpet in the shower kind of a thing. <laughs> I've seen a few of their ad spots on TV this year. So it's it's good to see that Mint is growing and the fact that they can afford a Super Bowl commercial now uh, it gives me hope. And actually, I should probably mention that they actually upgraded the two gigabyte plan that I have and at no cost they've upgraded it to a three gigabyte of data plan so the mint's been doing a lot of good things in the mobile data space and in the mobile service or cellular service space here in the u.s uh, running on t-mobile's network and so i'm happy to to be part of of that you know as far as being able to save a lot of money and actually have the company not be some sort of you know, cheaping out on you and then raising the prices down the line kind of a thing. So uh, I'll be sticking with Mint until I see something weird, <laughs> you know, something go wrong with them as far as, you know, not, them not respecting the the prices or anything like that. So but either way, looking forward to the Super Bowl. Uh, let me know who you're rooting for <laughs> if you're rooting for anybody here in the U.S. So we shall see how that turns out. Always fun. And it looks like the weather will be decent enough to where I'm not just trapped inside watching it by myself. So anyway. All right. So let's wrap things up here. Thank you for tuning in to episode 54 of the Pixel Swim podcast. I just want, you know, I wanted to go over a bunch of different things and wasn't really a main topic this week, but I thought had enough to go on and hopefully it was in, hopefully it was enjoyable. I never know. Well, I guess I can't say I never know. There's people who give feedback. And yeah, so if you want to leave feedback on this episode about anything that we talked about today, you can go to pixelswim.com for that. And like I said, there's a there's a comment section on the show notes page, or you can reach out via email or via social media. Uh, always appreciated. And again, thanks to, thanks to everybody who entered the merchandise giveaway. <laughs> I was surprised when there was more than one person. So and again, congrats to, to Keith Bartlett on on being selected for that. But either way, I appreciate it as always. 
you tuning in, that is. And I hope you have a great winter or cold or cold winter, winter, cold day (laughs) or whatever time it is when you're listening to this. So thanks again and Godspeed.